0: I'm gonna make this place your
1: home. Good morning Hamilton this is Rob Golfy with uh,
0: Remax Escarpment, the Golfy team Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Yes, good morning once again. Another jam-packed episode of the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's com. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find them at RobGolfie. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcasts. Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcast. Past episodes online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. Also, have question? Well, you can email questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. That's questions at robgolfe.com. Um, we're going to talk about a number of different things today, including. OREA, uh, the Ontario Real Estate Association, again urging the province of Ontario to fix its broken real estate disciplinary system. We did a show a few weeks ago, but yeah. disciplinary actions. Yeah. So OREA saying, hey, province, you got to get uh, you know uh, your butt in gear. Also, REMAX has a new online home evaluation tool, uh, which should be interesting to uh, people who are you know, you know, thinking about putting their home on the market. We'll also talk about why this month is or even next month more so than ever is going to be the best month to take photos of your home if you're thinking about putting it up for sale over the winter months but we will start with why it's important to value private viewings over open houses yeah this is the
2: most important thing i mean when you're selling you want the private viewings those are the ones that those those are the people who who are going to take an hour inside your house they're going to open every single door they're going to go through every single closet they're going to they're going to you know, treat them the house and be comfortable within your house with nobody else around, right? And, and those, those are the ones who, who are taking the time out of their day and, and going to come through your house privately. And those are the ones that you need to, to, to make sure to get them through and accommodate to, to their timing. Um, there's a stat out there that, that 80 to 80% of the time, if you decline a viewing, they're not going to come back for, for they're not going to reschedule. Right. So it's so important to make sure that those are potential buyers. All you need is one, all you need is one person to to come through your house and and like it and, and and potentially buy it. It gets frustrating though, like when you're when you're you know if you've been on the on on the market for three four weeks and you haven't had the opportunity or you haven't gotten an offer or or anything of that nature, it gets frustrating when people are booking these showings and they're coming in and out and and you're just not seeing the result of them. So we always say it's it's a, it's important to value the private showing, try to accommodate it, mm-hmm. get the private viewers in. In regards to, or in contrast to, you know, just thinking everybody's going to come through the open house and your house is going to sell through so, an open house.
0: So the private viewer, you know, is serious because right. they're spending a lot of time in the home. They're going through the home. As opposed to an open house, you're getting people and, on your same street who aren't even interested in moving. Really. Yeah, the open and house. And are working
1: with a realtor also. That's yeah. yeah. right like, too, yeah. Yeah, a realtor's not going to waste his time taking somebody through, um, you know, for that one hour. Yeah um if they're not serious. So those those private viewings are the, are the most important ones that you
2: need to get into your house.
0: Do you have any stats or even anecdotal information on the number of sales from a private viewing as opposed to an open house? Oh, it's it's not even close. Like 90, I would say it's like
2: 973 oh, wow. in terms of in terms of that. Um It's even less, like
0: yeah. like open houses
1: um the the stats I know are are like 1% so uh sales. That now low, right? now it, it could be a little higher when there's a good market like twenty seventeen. We had a great market. Uh 2016 17 there was a great market. Open houses, yes. The, you know, everybody's looking. The, you know, the market's moving fast. But when it's a balanced market, um you know, it's better to work with a realtor. You're not gonna get you, people people prefer to be private. They don't wanna, you know, like you'll get mostly the local neighbors that are going to come through they want to know you know hey if this guy gets you know 600 my house has got to be worth
2: that much or more right they do that comparison
0: when they do the comparison yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah.
1: so um but it it is um
2: the private viewings are the most important those are the ones that you you market the property for right those are the those are the 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 serious buyers who are actively looking in the market right now um and and the potential buyers that are are going to buy your house the open house is are, are your casual passer buyers, right? And I'm not saying those people, you know, might not potentially buy the house, but in regards to, you know, the, the, the private viewings, you just want to value those more and, and, and accommodate to those viewings more than, than you would um, for the open house. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations where the seller will say, oh, just tell them to come through the open house. Just tell them to come through the open house, mm-hmm. right? I can't accommodate to this viewing. And it's hard, right? It's, it's, you're only giving somebody, you know, two hours out of the week, in terms of a time framer or, or, or a schedule that they can come view your house, but some people don't like walking through a house with other people in it, they want to be able to, to be comfortable within the house, talk openly you know with their realtor with their 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 spouse or their family members and and, and go through the house in, in that in that manner. So.
0: For those home sellers who are frustrated because their house hasn't moved, maybe they don't have a lot of private showings. Yeah, uh, is uh, is the thought behind the open house? Thinking, okay, I got I got to do an open house to get more people in 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 my house. Yeah, sometimes you know what
1: it, it, the thing is when people see uh, the mass a population of agents doing open houses, they feel that's what they should have been done. Right, but those agents that are doing that. Are doing that um, to pick up clients. They're doing that like it's like an open door. So it's more
0: benefit to, to them to, than the to homeowner. the
1: agent. It's more benefit to the agent. We will do an, an open house if our clients request it, but we we prefer by appointment only because then we know who we're bringing through the house. You have an open house, and if it's if it's busy, something happens then guess what we've got a problem on our hands right. like you know what i mean like like it's hard to track you know 5 to 10 people at, at any given time if they're all in the house you only can you know manage and watch so many people right. so it, it's it's better to have uh agents book in appointments have their clients go through like when you have an open house we don't know if they're working with a uh, clients they, we have a regi- registration that they have when they walk in but do they really fill their their name and number on there sometimes they'll put a fake name and fake number and then if something happens we can't track these guys mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's difficult but um um, the, the open houses, we do do them in a faster market because, uh, I mean, we, we try to sell the houses ourselves, but we spend a lot of money marketing our clients' homes to get the exposure. So we're marketing them to other realtors, other realtors out of, out of town, and, uh, and to the mass population so that when either we get the call or the popul- or the consumer calls their agent, say, hey, I see Golfie's got a listing. We want to see it. They call us. They book a showing, and we get them through. Right. No problem on a private viewing with their
2: agent
0: is an open house a last resort or a last resort option uh you it's know, a strategy
2: it's a strategy that yeah. can complement all the other strategies but if it's your only strategy to, to get this property sold or to get that house sold it's it's a it's a, the wrong strategy right, right? um it can complement other strategies um in terms of a, a marketing plan or or you know a, a situation where you're going to try and market the property but it's you know from our experience you know we didn't sell over 700 houses last year from doing open houses. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we didn't sell over 700 houses last year by putting a sign on the front lawn and hoping somebody shows up with an offer. Um, it's it's a situation where, you know, the open house could help, but but from our experience, it's more it, often than it, not. It's yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, are there serial open house visitors? People going from open house to open house for sure, just because they have nothing else to do over the weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean, yeah.
2: We'll, we'll we'll you know we'll go visit you know a certain house in a neighborhood for a, for a home evaluation and and they'll they 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 know their neighborhood better than than anyone right. and, and you know it's it's just a preparation for their move right where you know as we're bringing up the comparable sales in the neighborhood they'll they'll talk about each house as if they've been in it because they have right because they've <laughs> gone through each house during the open house wow. so they can they can they they know where where they should end up in terms of a sale price or in terms of a you know a, a marketability value Um, and those are the people who 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 are just becoming educated but those are the type of people who are taking advantage of the open house and going through it but they're not buyers right, right? so that's what I'm saying is you want to do these private viewings you want somebody to come through and 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 you know, look at your house and, and take their time with it and, and be comfortable within their house during that viewing. Sometimes with an open house, it's people, people are uncomfortable when there's other people in, in the exact same room or in the exact same house. So right. it's, you, you want the private viewings. That's why you, you market the property is you want to get those serious buyers.
0: Can an open house lead to a private viewing later on?
2: Potentially, yeah. right? So sometimes uh, yeah. the neighbor comes through and and checks out the house, and you know maybe they're looking at it for a family friend right, or, right. or or you know somebody no, from out of town. Exactly, yeah. and 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 you know it's it's something that you know it's a casual viewer because not not too often will, will a casual person call a realtor up to go see the house, you you know not being serious about buying it, right, right? right? Sometimes people will, but in terms of you know in terms of just being considerate of everybody else's time. They won't often do that. But when it's an open house, it's it's just, you know, they're in and out. It's at their own pace, at their own time. Um, you know, the house is already clean. You know, the door's open. The realtor's there. So it's, you know, you'll get the passerby to come through. But that, in in some instances, you know, you'll see the person come through and say, you know, I'm just looking for a family friend or or I had a sibling that wanted me to come see the house. In that instance, you you, you do see that. And then it would go to a private viewing. But more often than not, it's, it's you know, we, we find them to be not very successful in terms of attracting a serious buyer.
0: For those uh, home sellers or potential home sellers who are thinking about putting their house up for sale, uh, number one, uh, go to the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website, 905-575-7700. But for those people who are, have that inkling in their mind to say, maybe now's the time to do it, and I'm thinking of doing it maybe in the fall or winter, now's the time to start uh, thinking about taking pictures of your home.
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I just met with somebody, they're going to be... Uh, um, it, it's their mother's house and, uh, she has a lot of stuff in her house. And, uh, and I said, I said to, uh, to the two sons, I said, you know, if, if you can pack up because you're going to have to move at it anyway start, you know, boxing stuff, you know, labeling it. So then, you know, you know, what, what is what, in each box. Where, yeah. and, um, and then we can come in and take, uh, photographs on the outside, but, uh, you know, because it's nice summer weather right now, you, you know, all the flowers and, uh. Mm -hmm. perennials are all there
0: grass is still green (laughs) for the most part
1: (laughs) grass is still green and then uh and then we'll take photographs on the outside then and then and when they're ready to list in february march next year we'll have you know great nice nice photographs for the
2: outside
0: especially important if you have a pool as well yeah
2: we always say august is is photo taking month especially for you know your lakefront properties especially for your your um you know your your rural properties or your farm properties And then especially if you've been one of those people who've spent thousands and thousands of dollars upkeeping the landscaping of your home or putting in landscaping of your home, whether it's, you know, a patterned concrete or or just, you know, you know around the yard and, and taking care of the gardens you mm-hmm. want to be able to showcase that when you're selling And and you know if you're if you're in the market or considering selling within the next you know six months August is the best time to take your picture so what we'll do is we'll have a photographer go around to different properties and and shoot the exteriors of the homes just to make sure that when they do list and, and you know March April May you know you know in the winter months that they'll they'll have those photos ready to, to be able to showcase the property within it, you know, in its, in its best shape.
0: Yeah, how big of an impact are those photos that are taken during the summer months as opposed to, you know, a photo with snow on the ground and you don't quite get the essence of what the house looks like?
2: Yeah, first things first is you'll stand out, right? You're going to stand out amongst all the other properties that are being listed in the winter that are snow covered. And when somebody sees your home, um, it's it's going to stand out in, in terms of its, its uh, aesthetics online. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is, is you want to be able to show those features off in when, when you're selling, right? A lot of people have, you know, nice backyards or, or nice gardens and, you know, spent a lot of time and money on them that you want to be able to showcase them if you are selling in, in, in during the fall or winter months. So it's it's important to make sure that you you know, you get those those aerial shots or you get the you get the outdoor pictures done and it contributes to, to your listing being a little bit more attractive during those months. It's you know, we, we find it to be you know very successful in, in in making sure that we have those pictures
0: coming up next here on the hamilton real estate show the ontario real estate uh, real estate association part of me is again urging ontario to fix its broken real estate disciplinary system that's coming up next here on 900 chml Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And you can find them on social media as well, at Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. If you have a question for the Golfie team, we'll tackle it on a future episode. Questions at RobGolfie.com That's questions at RobGolfie.com The Ontario Real Estate Association is urging the provincial government to fix the broken real estate disciplinary system by beefing up enforcement and investigative powers. So Chief Executive Officer Tim Hudak, former PC Party leader, said in a letter sent Tuesday to Government and Consumer Services Minister Lisa Thompson that recent disciplinary decisions have a devastating impact on the profession and consumer confidence. Do Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: they, they've they got to be a little tougher on, on a lot of these uh, agents. Uh, for instance, like the one agent from Toronto Remember the uh, one we said he told his clients to come to Niagara Falls and right. just go through the house without, yeah, being there? without him being there. That guy there should be fined heavily and enough that it really hurts. And, and, uh, and then if he does it again, he, he should lose his license because mm-hmm. he's doing, he's letting somebody into somebody else's house. And w- can you imagine if something happened in that residence when uh, yeah. that, that homeowner's not there?
0: Would this weed out a lot of those part-time realtors who may not even know a lot of the rules?
1: Well, well, they should know the rules. Um, yeah, they the, should. <laughs> the, 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 problem, the problem with the, uh, the, the association is they want the membership. That's the problem, right? Okay. The, the, they want the membership and uh, of the of the of these realtors just because of the fact it, it you know they're paying their dues every year, right? So it, let's say we lost seventy five percent. Now I have no problem paying more uh, for my dues because I'm I'm full time in this business, mm-hmm. but the realtor that doesn't you know. Do the does this full time? They're not going to want to well, pay the, yeah. the the rate the the higher rate. So so they figure they can get mass mass rates. Now there's seventy eight thousand realtors in in Ontario. Yeah. Now out of the seventy eight, I, I can tell you seventy five percent of them are 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 probably not selling less than six homes a year. You know what I mean? So are they a, a, a realtor? Mm-hmm. Is that somebody you want to represent you that? is uh, uh, uh representing you on your most expensive uh, investment that, that you doing have on the side yeah. yeah like if if anything arises during the negotiations or anything, they're not going to be able to handle it they don't have the experience to do that so I think that they should have heavier penalties and these guys you know what they're gonna be more they're gonna be a little bit more uh, in tune to making sure that they do things right not to do things uh, you know uh, sideways would you call
0: this issue a big problem in this province?
1: There's a lot. there Yeah, there, it is a big problem. There's a lot of guys doing unethical things out there that should be disciplined, and a lot of them are getting away with it until somebody uh, gets uh, caught, and then after that, they're like, "Oh, they're 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 begging for mercy," and they've probably done it a hundred times, and uh, until one time they they get caught. Oh, so, caught. but uh, they, they they should they should be a lot stronger. There's, there's no doubt about it.
0: Like. Go ahead. We'll continue to follow this story because I'm sure there's going to be, <laughs> as there have been in the past. I think that's been know, one of his examples. Coming that, in.
2: That's Hudax. one of his main things. Is when he came on board, is yeah. one of his you know main talking points. He's he's constantly brought it up. He's always talking about it. He he's he represents and understands that we need you know more severe disciplinary actions mm-hmm. against people that are doing unethical things. We you know we've been involved in and in on the other end of of some of those some of those complaints, right? Yeah. In terms of. Um, you know, in situations that we've been in, and and you know, we're not going to you know talk about some of the results, but it's been you know a slap on the wrist, right? And and, and for for you know a lack of better terms, mm-hmm. but we we just haven't seen the you know. Where, where where we where everyone knows that that this sh- is a severe penalty this is a severe action should result in you know maybe a hefty fine or even a, a you know a suspension of their license or or losing their license yeah. overall depending on their their track record it's been you know it's been warnings or it's been you know um you know you have to take a course on on right. eth- like you know is that enough is that really going to stop somebody from doing something again it's it, i think they need to come down hard on 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 people and, and start to use people as examples for for you know what's going to happen because right now it's it's you just there's just not enough to to scare someone right there's just not enough to to they, to make somebody fear about losing their license if they if they conduct bad business and uh, and I, I think that once once you instill that fear into the into the industry you'll you'll see it cleaned up there was one guy that did lose his license in uh
1: in uh Cambridge uh another guy Um, and I know one other guy in Hamilton that has lost his license. I I don't know the full story of it, but I, am there was a lot of unethical things going on. And, um, the guy in Cambridge, I think was, uh, involved in doing a lot of mortgage fraud. Uh, so it was pretty heavily. So, um, there was like paperwork, like the mortgage companies would get the paperwork, but they weren't getting the full paperwork. So. So a lot of the properties that were getting uh, financed were getting financed 100, percent which the banks did not know that. Ouch. So there was a lot of fraud going on there. So he lost his license, and, and that's uh, the ultimate penalty, right? Well, there's nothing yeah, bigger, there's nothing than, yeah. worse than yeah. that. Yeah, right. yeah. So I mean, and and he should have lost his license. I mean, because he was doing it. fraudulent things, right? Yeah. You know?
2: you're losing your license in a lenient, you know, real estate <laughs> <laughs> council. Exactly. Yeah, so you, know you did something really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so
0: it, I mean, considering the. Finance is behind buying a home, it's the biggest investment you're ever gonna make. You would yeah. think the government of the day is gonna say, Yeah, we need to hike these penalties. Yeah. It'll well, make absolutely. Sense.
2: absolutely. Um, there are um, I don't know I don't know what, what the reason is why they're not Right, well, like, that's what, the thing. What, yeah, what, the client, it's it's everybody recognizes that you need to, you know, yeah. you know, you know, strengthen the penalties. But there's no action. are you know, Hudak is coming out and saying, yeah, it's it's unacceptable. If you talk to the the body of realtors or the realtors who who do the most amount of business and take the top ten percent, 10%, they'll one hundred percent agree. Yeah. Every single one of them will agree that that you need to heighten the penalties. You know what's stopping them from doing it, right? Is he, it is it is it because that, you know they're afraid to lose the 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 mass the, the membership? Yeah, they're, they're afraid, afraid to lose the membership. membership. And if that's you know. their only, re- you know, who are they looking after, right? right. Yeah, they're like, not protecting. Like, they're not they're not protecting anyone.
1: It's like it's like a gym membership, right? Yeah. They have. Five thousand people that are paying <laughs> paying twenty bucks a month, right? Right, right? But really, there's only fifty or a five hundred people that, that are, are going. using it. So yeah. forty five hundred people are paying twenty bucks
2: a month. <laughs> yeah. Are afraid to go to the, you know? So they know that but they tell, you. but they tell everybody that they have a membership
0: or they're a member of that gym. <laughs> right. but they don't go. <laughs> they don't, don't go. Kill.
1: Right. Yeah. So there you go. So there is there is your part-time workout person. Yeah. He comes uh, once a year, and it's usually January.
0: Uh, the only, uh, yeah, or maybe February. The yeah, only thing yeah. I can think about in this case, uh, with Tim Hudak being the former PC leader, Doug Ford now in government, is there a rift between those two individuals that Ford doesn't want to give Hudak, you know, the spotlight to say, you know, he was the guy that made... This great change. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Because I think they should be because they're both PC, both right? PCs. Yeah. So they
1: should be, you know, in an alliance with each other. But uh, you would think, I, I, you know, Hudak had his chance, and uh, and and he probably, you know, looks back and recognizes that, you know, the mistakes he made. He and should I have think... been the PC leader for Ontario, but he that got messed up for yeah. him. And uh, but um, I, I don't know. I think. Uh, I, I don't think it's gonna be an issue. I think they're gonna they're gonna do something. Hudak's going after that, and I don't know. He did call me. Um, sent they sent me his secretary sent me an email that he wanted to meet with me. Probably I think it was about a, uh, a week, two weeks ago, and I couldn't meet with him. I had a, a prior engagement to go to. It was, mm-hmm. it was on a Friday. He wanted to meet, and I wanted to meet with him. And then this came out, so the, he probably wanted to discuss with me right. and probably other realtors. Um, you know what we felt about, I wonder if he listens to
2: the show. Yeah, he, maybe must. he does. I mean, yeah. everyone does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I, I got a chance to meet with them. We should yeah.
1: have him on. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, we we'll, tried to get him on one time. We'll and, get him uh, on. Yeah, yeah, we'll get him on one of these days. Yeah, we
0: will for sure. Um, I got an email, and I thought I thought I printed it out, but I didn't. But it was an email from a listener who listens to the show, who basically is pointing to reno's in the city, yeah. and a lot of the reno's are done nicely, but many of the reno's are not really done nicely. Uh, you know, patchwork. Uh, you know, rush jobs. I uh, got you know, one. <laughs> i bought no. one from somebody that renoed believe so me. you're you're in the same boat so a lot yeah. of people it was a reddit stream and people were complaining about you know hamilton's a great place for lots of renos but there are some not necessarily traps but some areas or or homes that yeah weren't done very well have you seen a lot of this well, obviously you <laughs> well i bought i bought one i bought
1: one uh it, it was uh off someone that uh needed to sell so i bought it and uh I had to go in and fix up a lot of things that this guy did, right. and uh, and I'm still like six months later. I'm still going through things now. Uh, I find out we've got uh, something scratching in the uh, uh, under the drywall in the basement ceiling. So so there's either <laughs> mice, raccoons, Squirrel. or oh, squirrels something. in there. So I've got to call our pest control person to see if we can get uh, get rid of that. Yeah. But I um, but most people are good. Um, the thing is, yeah, you're buying somebody else's flip and most flips are usually good, but again, it's a flip. The guy's gonna he's not gonna go expensive on right. doing things. So you gotta get to know the guy. What does he do? Like, does he has he done this before? Right. And look at previous homes. You gotta ask questions like has this guy done a flip before? And and if you want to know if the work is warranted too. Yeah. Right? Like it, what it, electrician it, he's used, right. what like all that. Th- those are important things. Like, is it a reputable like I did I did a flip I hired a contractor this guy builds homes he does all this for a living and and he we got engineering reports and everything so anybody that's buying my flip is going to get the full report and everything right. which is is good but now I bought somebody else's flip which they didn't actually make money on the flip cuz anyway the, the, the circumstances the way it worked out but I ended up buying this house. I, I I had to put money into it. Like even though, like it looked good, the lip you know on it, it's like putting makeup and lip, lipstick, lipstick on on pick. something that's bad. Yeah, but yeah. then after when you when people move in, they're they're getting all this you know stuff happening to yeah. it. So,
0: but for the most part, flips in Hamilton have turned out okay from what you've seen. Uh, pre-
2: so uh, pretty good for what I what I would say is is. An experienced real estate agent going through that's been through hundreds and hundreds of homes can walk into a house and and quickly identify if it's been a good flip or not or a flip that's been done by a a, a reputable contractor who's done numerous flips. Now, we're not saying, you know, don't buy a house that's been flipped, don't buy a house that's been renovated. Right. There, you know we're not shying you away but there's indicators within the even even in the in terms of the finishing you can tell by the trim you can tell yeah. by the floors you can tell by the right. you know the the kitchen or the countertops Those are the or, red flags, right? yeah and, and and there's you know if there's a combination of of all of them then yeah you, you know the house might look good in pictures it might have you know your nice white kitchen with your nice countertops and good floors but once you get there you'll be able to tell you know if it's been done tastefully or or if, or if it's been rushed or or you'll, you'll you'll have a good idea in terms of the overall you know, you know, um like you know the overall and how it's done right yeah. so so it's it's important to to be able to walk through and, and highlight and, and get those indicators and and know yeah what you, to can look tell, for. you can tell you could
1: tell from a good flip and yeah. a bad flip, I knew w- when I was buying this house that you know there there were some things that had to be done, but it was a little more than I expected, mm-hmm. like there was a lot of there was some shortcuts that were taken, but the the key thing about buying a flip is finding out. The guy that's doing it. If I know he's done it before, right. and and uh, learning more about him before you actually put the offer in. Now, if this guy's done his first flip or he's done a few, I want to know the houses. I want to knock on the doors of the previous yeah. ones he's done. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the key factor um, because everybody's, you know, is getting into this business of flipping houses and stuff, But which is fine, but let's do it right. Everybody, let's not cut, you know, because what's behind the walls is what we can't see. Exactly. You know? Yeah.
0: We're still getting good return on investment on flips here? Um, Depending it's hard. on get, it, it, it's, it's getting hard, tougher man. and tougher.
1: Yeah. It's getting tougher. You got to be really sharp in uh, what, what you're looking at and buying because uh, the market margins are becoming tighter yeah, and tighter really there's yeah. not
2: a lot of room for error before yeah. before you know you, you can be surprised by a you know a five thousand dollar you know foundation fix or, or maybe you found some mold in the attic that you didn't know was there before yeah. which can cost you a couple grand right. now you know if you find that now you're 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 almost operating at a loss right you're you're gonna you're gonna lose money where before it's you know it just comes off the bottom line and instead of making 25 you're making 20 but now it's you're you're the the margins are so slim that sometimes it's not worth that that risk or that investment we always say in terms of if you're gonna buy a flip today you make your money on the buy you got to find a good deal on the buy you got to make your money on the buy Mm -hmm. um and 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 stick to a budget right a lot of people go over budget because they don't they don't they get attached emotionally attached to the home and and they forget it to flip and they start to make it personal (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly they start to they start to flip it for themselves and all of a sudden you got these accent walls going up or these you know these rock walls going up here some people you know there's people out there that are are very good at it and they know they know exactly they have you know what it comes down to is a formula and and once you know the formula, it works for whatever house you're going into, mm-hmm. right? Well, and sometimes there's a little bit more than others, but you, but you get the formula where where the formula is is. You know exactly who you're going to use. You know exactly what paint colors you're going to use. Right. You know exactly what kitchen you're going to use, and you put it to each house. And the more and more you do that, you know, the formula will be adjusted, you know, Specifically, the style of the house that yeah. you're you're working on, but you can go into each house and and the people who have mastered that formula are 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 successful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're we, okay?
1: Well, there's Domenica on our team. She bought a, a flip, and it ended up costing her. She she thought it was about sixty thousand dollars, but it cost her an additional twenty thousand hmm. uh, because they came into some expenses that mm-hmm. uh, that she didn't expect.
0: And that's always right. going to happen, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you so you you have to be very careful. Yeah.
0: When we come back we're gonna talk about uh, Remax launching a new home value estimator. What does that mean? Well stay tuned. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML. Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Scarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. They have a great Facebook page. You can search them out at the Golfie team, Rob Gulfy, and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcast, past episodes on robgulfy.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question or maybe even a topic idea that you'd like for us to discuss, you can email questions at robgulfy.com. That's questions at robgulfy.com. Remax has launched a new home value estimator here in Canada. It's in partnership with Terranet and is now available to consumers on Remax.ca. How exciting is this? It's good. Remax
1: is always uh, the leader in uh, being forward when it comes to technology in uh, uh, in Canada for real estate. And what it, what it is is um, there's a company called Zillow. In the U.S., they're huge. They're yeah. a 1000000000 multi-billion dollar company. And... What it is is on there. Uh, I, I'm not sure how their site works, but it it does estimate like what your value of your home is, um, um, so that you get an idea what what the value is. Now I don't know how accurate it is because, like, in some neighborhoods, yeah, it could be pretty good. In some mm-hmm. neighborhoods, it, it could be way off. So, um, does the, it
0: depend on how many other homes are sold in the neighborhood? Because it's yeah, it basically it takes variables? an algorithm of all the recent sales and, in and, that area.
2: In that area, yeah. so. I don't know if it, if so. Right here it says you type in your address and it spits. You know, it, it goes and it gives you a a estimated value based on based on your address. So, it's probably an algorithm that goes through your postal code that combines all the recent comparable sales to that right. property. Now, how accurate is it going to be? I mean, it says it's an estimator, right? Right. So, yeah. who knows? It's a guess. Yeah, it's it, it's a guess. Now, in in my opinion, is this is this possible? Right? Can can somebody create an app or create a program that's going to estimate the value of your home yeah but it, how accurate it's gonna be I don't know right? some
1: in some in some areas it can be pretty close because what what they'll do is they'll put you put in your the number of bedrooms uh square footage mm-hmm. and everything so now square footage it it is hard so like let's say you're looking at a two thousand square foot home and it's sold for x amount of dollars uh, let's say let's say it's sold for five hundred thousand okay. right a two thousand square foot home yep. then you got a three thousand square foot home thats sold for Five hundred seventy-five thousand. Now, dollar value per square footage doesn't line up, right? So, because because dollar right. value per square footage on the two thousand square foot home is a lot greater than the dollar value sure. on the on the on the three thousand square foot home. Sometimes we're faced with that. So, and and it, and it's hard to to gauge. And so when, when you're looking at it, you're looking at other homes. You're looking at yes, size is important of of the house. Then you're looking at the upgrades. So I don't like. I think they give you a. a, a Within a sort of fifty thousand, probably Mm. uh, an uh, idea of um, what your home could be worth, but it's always good to have a realtor go in, you know, measure up the house, get you the uh, find out, you know, what upgrades you have, comparisons, and find out what the market's like. Like they can give you a number that's worth six hundred thousand. And a realtor will go and say, hey, wait a minute. I think your house is worth 700 because this is what's happened, mm-hmm. and there's no inventory, so the demand is going to be greater. So they're not going to have what's for sale. They're right. only going to have what's sold. We have what's for sale and what's sold, and we can gauge and see what the market's like at any given time. So, uh, But it's, it's a good indicator to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an indicator. I can so.
0: imagine people not only using this Remax new home value estimator but maybe other software that's out there already and calling the golfy team and say, hey, this evaluator <laughs> said my house is 800000 when in fact it's like, I don't know, six fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Sell my they house were in trouble. This ML, right? They yeah. this right? They
1: believe the computer before they believe exactly. a human being. Well, that's the
0: thing. Yeah. Because people trust technology. Well, for the most part. Yeah. They trust technology. Yeah. What, so.
2: It's very similar to cars, right? Like right now, there's there's those car estimators, right? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, type in the kilometers on your car yep. and type in the model and here's, here's, and, the, value. And here's the value. But, you know, cars are different than houses. Every cars every car is the same. You can you know in terms of the same factory model or yeah, or right. whatever, right? So it's easy for them to use that information. the the you know the um the condition of a house varies, right? From from neighborhood to neighborhood, from right. neighbor to neighbor, it it, it varies and it can have a significant you know impact in terms of your overall value, which doesn't get. You know calculated into this mathematical algorithm Mm -hmm. and that's where the disconnect is going to come so no matter what you know somebody can highlight a street and say hey listen i live on so-and-so street i I live in a bungalow and we can give you a range based on you know just you know in terms of just knowing the market and knowing the neighborhoods based on what street you live on and what style of house you're in right but without going actually inside the house and knowing what condition or what updates that house is has we can't give you a you know uh you know kind of blind exactly but we can give you a range and and i think you know anywhere you know from in in any of the markets that we service we can probably get it down to a 25 to fifty thousand dollar range no problem um and that's just knowing the knowing the different streets and different neighborhoods but when it comes to actually going through the house and and seeing the condition or, or even seeing you know which side of the street it's on or where is it exposed to or you know the condition of the backyard you know everything contributes to to the property value, including you know what condition are the neighbors' properties right. in, right? So every everything's going to contribute to that. But you know this is just a uh, um, it gives you an estimator, it gives you an, an an idea, and almost like a soft a soft cost or a soft approach to what what um, what what your home value is worth. Obviously, you know get a second opinion, right? Don't 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 use this as your as your only right. your only. Um, you know, resource to find out your home value, call, call a real estate agent. Yeah. And, and it'd be interesting to see if it matches up. And It sounds and, like a good starting point. Yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, uh,
0: you know, when, when you're going to remax.ca. It's like a base. It's a base. Yeah, it's a base. it's a base. Yeah, it's a base. It gives you an idea. Yeah. Or a guest. Yeah, name.
2: yeah. yeah. What, what helps with us a lot is we use Google Maps. So somebody will call us up and, and that Google Street View is, is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. You can see the, you know, you can see the front of the house, you can see the yard, you can see the backyard. It's, yeah. it's crazy what, what Google's been able to do and, and how it helps us in, in our... um in in our industry and even before going to a house and 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 recognizing the house we've seen it you know the backyard we've seen the front yard we've seen you know what style of house it is we know exactly how big it is how many bedrooms there's a lot of information that we know prior to actually going to the listing presentation or going to the home. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's good. There's a lot of data out there. But to give it an exact amount, it's it's still it's hard difficult. without going
0: in inside. Uh, if you want to get a, a good starting point, again, at Remax.ca and try out their new uh, home value estimator. One more go-around here. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Bound. I wish I was.
1: Escaping home, when my music's playing home, when my love lies waiting silently for me.
0: Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin with Rob Golfy, Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfy team. You can call them at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. RobGolfi.com is the website, RobGolfi.com. And find them all over social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as well. The handle at Rob And download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast if you haven't done so already. You can get it wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Questions at com is the email address. If you have a topic idea or a question regarding real estate, you can use that email address, questions at robgolfie.com. We talked about the REMAX new home value estimator in the last segment. Uh, so when you actually go to a home to do a free in-home uh, evaluation, how does that work? Well, we usually get a phone
1: call or they email us and um, and someone's looking to find out. Uh, what the value of their home is, because obviously they're thinking about selling or sure. or um, or they are moving. Um, what we usually do is we, we go there, uh, we set up the appointment, we go there, um, we a lot of times measure up the house, uh, We do, for, but first we do our research online, so we, we get the impact report to find out how many square feet it is, right. um, we want to know what the lot size is, the legal description, and uh, any other uh, history on this property, um, and we Google the address, uh, just in case, Let, let's find out what's going on. Maybe sure. there, there's something at this address that we don't know, uh, it could be... It could be anything. It could be, you know, thirty years ago there could have been, uh, you know, somebody murdered in the house or mm. something like that that we need to know about. So you want a history of yeah, the place? Yeah, we want and history on the street. Yeah, we go to the house, and uh, and and if we feel that the square footage is not matching what the uh, the impact is. Uh, we 'll measure we 'll measure up the house ourselves mm-hmm. all the way around and uh, so that we know it, it does match or not and if it doesn 't we we will go with the measurement that that we 've taken sure. ourselves there in person because sometimes people put an addition on and it was done forty years ago right. sometimes they didn 't you know apply for the permit and uh, with the city yeah. so anyway they so got on the, on so the really report. instead of a thousand square foot home they got a, a thirteen hundred square foot home right right, right. so um, so we go there, we we try to figure out what uh, other homes uh, have sold for in the neighborhood that are very comparable. For, for instance, if it's a bungalow, um, you know, uh, with three bedrooms, finished basement, garage, no garage, carport. Um, and then uh, we try to figure out what the most recent ones that have sold within a few square blocks, mm. you know, that is very similar. And if we can't find that, we try to go outside the immediate area and uh, see if there's... Um, Homes that are close to it, uh, and, you know. Then once we go outside the, the immediate neighborhood, then now we're going into different neighborhoods. We have to judge, you know, is that neighborhood better right. or worse than the neighborhood that we're in? And then, and then we try to dissect everything down to, um, you know, what we feel, what a willing buyer is willing to pay. So once I find, you know, a good two or three comparables uh, on the system that's sold, then the next thing I do is find out what's for sale. So now, if, if we hit the market with this house and I'm thinking, okay, if I hit the market with this house, what price would I hit the market to be very competitive in the marketplace so that somebody would buy this house over the other homes that are currently for sale. And then I usually do this right in front of them with my clients. I have my laptop there and I sit down with them and they look at exactly what I'm looking at so they can see live what I'm doing. And a lot of them are usually pretty... Uh, responsive and and saying yes, you know you're you're right. And sometimes you know they say, well, listen, I was hoping that we can get a little more more money, and we can do that. Now there was a house that was listed for three hundred thousand on a street. Now it, it was on Britannia Crescent, and what happened was the um, and and it, it was in rough shape, Rick. It was in really rough shape. Mm-hmm. It, went it needed in competition. some TLC. Yeah, it needed TLC. <laughs> it went in competition. Okay. Okay. So the one buyer, I'm not sure what they went in at, but the other buyer went in 50000 above asking. Oh, wow. Now, that other buyer went 50000 above asking because he wanted to make sure he got the house because his parents lived two doors down. Oh, wow. So he wanted that more than anybody else. Now, that's a fluky situation. Sure. Um, that's why signs are important because... The, somebody on the street yep. wanted that house so he went 50000 because he, he wanted to make sure he got it now is that house worth 50000 more no way there, I don't think in my mm-hmm. opinion I don't mm-hmm. think it is but but that's how he got good money for it and so you don't know what you're going to get like you know what I mean like if like, like I said like if you price it accurately you will get more than one offer yeah. if you overprice it and it doesn't sell, then you're going to drop the price. Now your house has been on the market longer, and you know chances are, first thing everybody asks, how long's the house been on the market? Right. So they think they have a little bit of a negotiating uh, tool there. Uh, the buyer has more room to you know negotiate with, and the seller's you know now he's getting frustrated. But <laughs>
0: and, and then the open house comes. Then then the open house comes. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Then that then after the the seller says, I need some open houses yeah, done. Yeah. To feel like something's happening. Um. Uh, but yeah, like it's uh, like. It's you don't know what's gonna happen. Like the House on Britannia, on, on Britannia I would have never thought they've gotten three hundred fifty thousand. There's no way. There's no way. But because parents lived two doors down. That house was worth more to him than anybody else. Yeah. So there you go. No. So that may happen. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And um, and that's how you get more money for your house mm-hmm. you, uh, when a family member wants to buy on the same street.
0: There you go. If you want a free in-home evaluation, you can give the Golfie team a call, 905-575-7700, or go online, robgolfie.com. Guys, thanks for coming in. Thank you. We will see you next Saturday at 9 right here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900-CHML.